Hi, welcome back to another episode of Chats from the Blog Cabin. I'm your host, Melissa. Today, I am very proud to be joined by Valerie Wallace. She is the director, the executive director of the Partnership for Children of Wayne County, which is located in North Carolina. But she also gives us some really great tips about how we can um, help daycares who are really hurting during this time of COVID-19 because they're only allowed to care for the worker, the children of the essential workers and not regular um, children. So they're kind of hurting as well. What we can do to donate. And also we talk a little bit about um, Dolly Parton's Imagination, State, um, Imagination Library. So you want to tune in for this one. And if you have a child that is, I think, four and under and and you want to sign them up for the free imagination library by Dolly Parton, I will put that link in the show notes so that you can sign your child up. Happy listening. Hey guys, it's Melissa from Adventures of Frugal Mom. And today I'm here with one of my really good friends, Valerie. She is the executive director of the Partnership for Children of Wayne County. And I want to let her tell you a little bit about herself before we start talking. So Valerie. Hey, Melissa. Thanks for having me on. My name is Valerie and I am the executive director here at the Partnership for Children. Um, we are a nonprofit organization that works with children and families in the age range of zero to five. So all our programming is free. We do North Carolina pre-K. We have parents as teachers, which is an in-home visitation program. We work with all the child care facilities in our county and just a lot of other things that we do um, for children and families. So that's just a just a real quick brief overview of some of what we do. Okay, um, so ex exactly um, what would the partnership need right now? Because that's what I'm really trying to get across is what you guys need. Okay, well, as I said, we work with the child care facilities. And when all of this, the pandemic struck and everything, the biggest thing that we've seen is, of course, it has affected so many people, but child care facilities in particular were hit extremely hard. Of course, child care, it's not a money-making business by any means. I mean, these providers that are working usually work for um, less than $10 an hour. Um, a lot of times childcare providers do not have health insurance. Um, you know, they're just basically providing high quality care so families can go to work. But when all of this happened, they were not allowed to provide care for just anybody. They had to be providing care for only families that are considered essential employees. Um, so if a parent was um, a stay-at-home mom and had a child in childcare, she no longer could keep that child in childcare. So the childcare facilities lost a lot of private paying folks. Um, so their, I guess their enrollment basically went down. A lot of them, what we're hearing is serving only about 25% of the families that they had previously served. Of course, everybody was struggling to purchase food and toilet paper and paper products and things like that. Well, the state came down with a lot of um, requirements and restrictions to child care facilities in order to remain open. They were having the same struggles trying to get the items. You know, they weren't able to find things in bulk anymore. Um, and so they're having to do more extensive cleaning at their centers and things like that. So what we've been trying to do is secure a lot of cleaning supplies for them um, and make sure they have the necessary things in order for those children to be in a safe and clean environment. 
Um, so, you know, that's, we've done um, cleaning supply drives, um, anything that people are willing to donate. We've had people donate money to us where in turn we go out and purchase things for them. Anything that we can do to help them make it a little bit easier um, is what the partnership's been doing. Um, but it's been a real struggle for childcare providers. Um, currently right now we have 80 regulated facilities in Wayne County. And right now we're operating at only 50 of those being open. So we're about 60% um, of providers being able to remain open. Um, of course, you know, if they keep remaining, having to remain closed, you know, I, my thoughts are they may not be able to reopen. So when businesses start to reopen, what's going to happen if they don't have childcare? So um, what is the protocol though, as far as um, allowing a child into the childcare facility or allowing parents as well? Okay. Right now, like I said, only children that are considered um, children of essential employees. Um, and that's a broad list. Um, but usually it's, you know, the military health, um, healthcare workers, um, people that are grocery store, truck drivers, things like that. Those are considered um, essential workers. Um, and those children can go, but they have to fill out a new application that the state has mandated. Um, Childcare facilities now have to take temperatures. They have to sanitize toys throughout the day. Um, there, there's other things that they have to do. Um, some of them are choosing to wear face masks. Um, we at the partnership have um, tried to secure face masks. Tomorrow we will be out delivering those. So every childcare facility and provider in Wayne County will get a childcare mask or childcare mask, a face mask. Um, that graciously has been donated through, you know, organizations making these for them, Cooperative Extension. We've had churches, um, we've had just individuals that have been gracious enough to do this. And so we'll be able to put a face mask in everybody's hand um, and everything. So there's a lot of things, a lot of paperwork has changed for these folks. Um, you know, it's just been, it's been a whirlwind for them. Um, but they, this, that group, um, that business has, they've been troopers through this whole thing, the ones that have stayed open. And we're even working with facilities that are going to reopen because we know that a lot of them will not stay closed forever. We had two reopen this week. We have another one opening next week. So we want to make sure that they get what they need in order to provide care for children and families too. And now what are the age, um, is it our kids that are like, elementary school age, are they able to go to the childcare facilities if they're parents? Yeah, yeah. Um, most, most childcare facilities do children um, anywhere from infants up to the age of 12 typically is what you see in childcare. However, Wayne County, um, we don't have a lot of infant toddler slots. So I don't know what families are doing when they have a baby or a one-year-old. I don't know where those children are going to care. Hopefully there is a nanny or a grandma or somebody that's able to provide some care for them. But, um, you know, that's just one thing that we've been lacking in our county and that we're trying to let legislators know there's just, to provide care for infants and toddlers is really expensive. Mm -hmm. um, and so providers usually are not able to do that. Um, and so, you know, trying to make payroll right about now when their, their funding's not coming in, those funds from the state that we keep hearing about that they're going to get, those have not come down yet. Um, and so it's been a tough, tough couple of weeks for childcare providers. 
um, in Wayne County. And, and that's not just Wayne County, that's across the state. Now, I noticed a lot of um, when they say essential workers, they seem to forget about the daycare workers. When, when So can you yeah. tell us, you know, what you can do to kind of boost their morale? Because a lot yeah, of people well, and them. you know, that's that's what's been frustrating for us, because like, you know, this is something we do every day. We work with the child care um, facilities and we know that, I mean, they don't get the recognition just on a, a you know, in a regular time. Mm -hmm. But now it's even more important. And I think if anything good has come out of all this this situation that we're in is people are realizing that folks can't work without child care. Um, and now it's even more important to have that because of, you know, having to keep children safe. And, you know, a lot of these kids are being um, cared for. They're from essential workers who are in the medical field. And so those children are probably being exposed. Now you're putting them in a child care facility with other children. And so it, it's scary for providers. But, you know, I mean, they do it. I don't think most of them do it for the money by any means that they do it because it's a passion and it's something that they really enjoy. And, you know, we, we recognize it. And most of the folks that work here do what we do because it's just something we believe in. We believe in learning starts very young and you have to build those strong foundations. So what we've been trying to do is keep morale of our childcare community. Salvation Army has been awesome to work with. Um, they have coordinated meals. Last week we went out and delivered 300 meals to the providers in our county. Um, and we're doing that again tomorrow. Um, Andy's um, graciously cooked for, not Andy's, Highway 55. It'll always be Andy's to me, but Highway 55 cooked for us last week. Um, tomorrow, um, PT's Grill and the Vale House will be providing meals and we'll go out once again and deliver those things. We're taking the face mask out tomorrow. Um, we've had um, signs put um, put in childcare facilities yards that says heroes work here. We want them recognized um, because like I said, without childcare, a lot of folks in Wayne County couldn't go to work. And so just trying to keep, keep their morale, um, you know, and keep them um, knowing what they do is important and that it does matter and it is making a difference. So what do you tell people who aren't necessarily in Wayne County, but they want to help the child care workers? What can they do? You know, we're taking donations. Um, any funds that we're get, getting in through the partnership, if somebody wants to write a check or just go online to our um, partnership page, they can designate it for the child care facilities. Um, they can drop cleaning supplies off or any type of um, donation to the front. Um, we have a drop box. Um, we'll be happy to make sure it gets out to the facilities. Um, United Way, we graciously got a grant from United Way, was notified yesterday of $2,000 that we'll be going out and purchasing cleaning supplies and things like, you know, we don't think about laundry detergent, but they have to wash sheets on a regular basis. You know, they need hand soap, they need paper towels. You know, of course, at some point, they're going to probably need toilet paper that we're going to have to search for that, too. Yeah. But, you know, baby wipes. We're also looking at, you know, if there's families that we work with and they have a need, we want to make sure that we're trying to help those um, families that may be in a bind right now, too. So, I mean, we are a drop point. Um, Great Harvest Bread has been wonderful. She's made lunches um, every week for the last several weeks for our child care facilities. Um, we'll pick a, one or two facilities each week and, and try to get them some lunches for the children. Um, 
And so she put out a drop box at her facility. So if you take cleaning supplies to her, she'll give you a cookie. And, you know, she's got oh, great cookies. Yeah, she does. <laughs> so great bread, great cookies. So we've been trying to partner with different agencies um, to make some things happen for the child care community. Now, how has this shifted how the partnership works now? Oh, yeah, it's, a big, a it's, a, it's been a big shift um, for the partnership. A lot of what we're doing has become virtual. Um, so um, just go ahead and sign it. Sorry, I'm still at work. So <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Um, but a lot of what we've done has had to be done virtual. All our meetings are online now, our home visiting. We've had to um, coordinate with families. And, you know, a lot of families that we worked with don't have technology. Mm -hmm. um, and so we're trying to figure out how to, to meet families' needs. Um, we're not letting people in our buildings. So people have to mail things into us or we have to meet them or leave it outside our door. Um, so, but we've been making do. Um, we've still been here. We've been working. Some folks have been working remotely from home. Some have been here, but we're still getting emails and phone calls and we're still available to, to meet the needs of the community. Um, you know, we're still promoting our Dolly Parton Imagination Library. So families, we know they're spending more time together and that if they need books, you know, we want to make sure children are being registered for that. Um, and getting those free books in. Um, and so we're trying to, to, to still meet the needs of that zero to five population. Tell us a little bit about Dolly Parton Imagination Library. Uh, that, that's a great program. Of course, you know, I love books anyway, but Dolly Parton Imagination Library is offered throughout the state of North Carolina, but any child between the ages of zero to five can get a book every month free, no charge, mailed directly to their house, and it will have their name on it. Um, and so if a child is born, um, you know, and starts getting those books, by the time they enter kindergarten, they'll have 60, I think it's 60, but yeah, 60 free books that they'll get wow. um, and everything. And these are high quality books um, and everything. So it's a great program. The books are awesome. Um, we, doesn't cost a thing. And so we want that message to still get out that we're still providing books to children. And how did they sign up for that? They can either call our office at 919-735-3371 and we can get them registered. You can go to Dolly Parton Imagination Library online and register yourself or, um, yeah, that's probably, I mean, that's probably the easiest thing to do is either call us or just go online um, and everything. So that would be great. That's, a, that's such a cool idea. I know that when my girls were little, they used to get free books whenever they would go to wellness visits at the doctor. Yeah. And they still, they should, I think Goldsboro Peds is still doing that. They have um, reach out and read that um, Goldsboro Peds is doing. So we've partnered with a lot of these um, different organizations to make sure that children um, are getting books put in their hand. Um, one of our big projects and I, it kind of got put on hold with all the virus stuff going on as we, um, Goldsboro News Argus donated um, 12 newspaper boxes that we were refinishing that we're going to have little libraries throughout the county um, and everything. And so um, Dawson's Body Shop is actually repurposing six of those for us um, and everything. So we're going to make them real child friendly. And I've got books stacked in my office that we hopefully will be able to get out in the community pretty soon. But we do still take book donations as well, use books and everything. Um, and if people don't want to bring them here, just call me and I'll go pick them up. Okay. Um, 
book donations. I have a whole bunch, Valerie. Yeah. <laughs> I always yes. to bring them to you. That's all right. That's all right. I know where you are. I know where to find you. If not, if not at my house at the farm, right? That, there you go. If you were watching on Monday's live um, with Emily from Odom Farming, this is the Valerie that Emily was just gushing yeah. about. So <laughs> Valerie and I actually worked together at the farm in the fall. Yeah, so we know each other really well, but we actually have met each other a long time ago and didn't realize we knew each other, right, yep. Valerie? Yep, yep, yep. Love to sell a pumpkin. <laughs> yep, yep. She does love to sell a pumpkin, and she loves to see the kids that she yeah. interacts with come out too. Yeah, interact with them. Super yeah. Cool. So it's um. So your fundraising goes. I know you had oh. to cancel the lobster and lobster and shrimp, right? Yep. So how is yeah, well, it's not completely canceled yet. Um, it Unfortunately, we were supposed to host our Lobster and Shrimp Fest in um, May 15th. Well, of course, with the executive orders and everything, we're not able to do that. So we're talking about, we our original thought was push it back to sometime in June. Um, I think what we're going to possibly do is probably push it back to mid-September. Um, that's probably going to be safest. Um, I don't want to keep putting it out there and then it keep, keep getting canceled. So right now we're looking at mid September to do our lobster and shrimp fest. Um, we also do touch a truck, which is our huge event out at the fairgrounds, um, with all the different trucks and everything that more than likely is going to be canceled this year. I just don't know if we're going to be able to host anything where there would be large crowds. And that is usually in August. So that we'll probably just put off for another year. But I think we're going to be able to do our lobster and shrimp, um, which gives us funds to do different things that um, such as buying books and, and different things that um, are other funding we're not able to use. Um, and so stay tuned for more information. Probably by the 1st of June, we'll make some decisions about lobster and shrimp. Um, but I've had a lot of people ask about it and really don't want us to cancel. So, you know, we've talked to our distributor up in Maine um, with our lobster. And he said September would be a good time to get the lobster and everything. So we're still just trying to coordinate a bunch of efforts with that. So we'll see what happens. I know Emily and I were talking about that the other day because she said she hopes not because those shrimp were, were so good, she said. <laughs> they are. I, I don't eat seafood, but everybody tells me they're really good. And, and that's something that everybody looks forward to. So we don't want to cancel it if we don't have to. But we also have to make sure that, you know, um, that we abide by executive orders and state state mandates and things like that. Now, I know also the partnership does child seat checks are you still doing that right now during this time or doing what the car seat checks no thing? unfortunately you know just to keep my staff safe um you know we're not able to do the car seats um and everything that's been something that we hated to not be able to do we have talked um to people about you know when we'll be able to start that back up but it's because we have to get in various cars and things like that and it's just you know i have to i have to look out for the staff that do that as well um so you know it's not something we like to do because we want children to be safe and ride safely in vehicles but you know it's just it's not feasible to do at this point so hopefully children are staying home for the main, you know, the majority of their time. Sure. But, yeah. I just wanted yeah. to make sure, cause I know you guys are do such great jobs. And yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, we do a lot of car seats, and but right now we're not able to do that. Is there anything else that you would care to share? Um, I think we've covered the majority of what we do, but we are still here. So I do want people to know that any any need that they have regarding young children, call us. We, I mean, if we don't have the answers, we can figure it out. North Carolina Pre-K, which is our four-year-old program, we are still taking applications and there are ways that parents can do that. They can go online and fill out the application. They can mail it to us. If they come up here, we're not going to turn people away. Um, you know, we, we don't want a lot of people in our building. We're going to wait and see what the governor says about opening next week. And if, you know, we may do it by appointment if, if we are, if we are able, able to open again, um, we'll just have to be very careful about how we take applications. But I mean, we got a little bit of time before we do selection of children. We usually typically don't do that until July anyway. So there's time for parents, um, you know, to get those applications in. But we're still here. People can call us and we'll try to figure out whatever their need is. Okay. Um, share with um, our viewers where they can find you on Facebook and if you have an Instagram as well. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I don't know her Instagram. <laughs> that does that so i don't have a clue what our instagram thing is but we're um partnership for children of wayne county slash smart start and that's where we post mainly our facebook is probably the best place to stay in tune with us but we do have a a web page which is pfcw.org um and i don't i know we've got an instagram page but I'm not into Instagram. So I think it's, um, it's PFC Wayne is our Instagram page. <laughs> so what well, did you just look it up? Yeah. yeah. I looked at it on my phone. <laughs> so, I think we have Twitter too, but I don't tweet. So I don't know. <laughs> I do good just to, to answer and respond to emails so, and Facebook. I can do Facebook, but so. And you're lucky because I don't, I don't like to Facebook live. I don't like to do these things, but because I like you, Melissa. <laughs> oh, thank you. Well, I figured we need, we needed to get out there because childcare workers are needing, and facilities are needing things. And also childcare workers are needing the recognition. Yeah, that you're right. You're right. And, it, and this is perfect. And this is what we want to be doing. So. Well, yeah. thank you for joining me. Well, thank you. It's good chatting with you. Good chatting with you too. All right. All right. Bye, guys. See you guys Bye. in the next live. Bye. Thank you for listening to another edition of Chats in the Blog Cabin. I hope you learned a lot from Valerie and that you'll consider helping the daycare centers and pre-K programs around your area. I also hope that if you have a child under the age of five, that you will sign them up for the Imagination Library from Dolly Parton. It's a free service. Links are in the show notes. Be blessed. And remember, keep chatting.